Now coming up, a very pressing issue. In the news lately, we in Mafeking, um, a hospital has been putting new babies in cardboard boxes, and that's been uh, you know a pressing issue. But we thought we're going to tackle this issue from a, a slightly different angle, where we speak uh, to um, our guest who has been in this industry. I mean, she's been a nurse for over. 40 years and we get to unpack how she has seen the change in the uh, nursing fraternity and to give you some you know some a bit of background well may is the month that highlights our appreciation for the nursing profession and uh, this is just appropriate to speak about it and we speak to the person who is among many other professionals uh she chose uh you know to be a nurse that's mama mabu yimunguni consciously chose to be a nurse 40 years on having made her mark on the south africa's most experienced nurses in the field of hiv aids uh, care we you know she says she has a few regrets and she will unpack all that mabu yimunguni COVID-19 coordinator in the Broadreach Ugu office in KwaZulu-Natal, and um, she is online. Good morning and a warm welcome uh, to Jet Set Breakfast. Hi, good morning. Morning, is that Bertha? Yes, it is Bertha. <laughs> good morning to you and a very good morning to your listeners. Thank you. And thank you for joining us. I mean, May is a month that highlights our appreciation for the nursing profession. Without you, I think, you know, a nation is really, really uh, broken. I always think that nurses, teachers and the yes. police are the mm. most important sectors of uh, any nation for it to thrive well. And nurses, when it comes to health, basically are at the top of the list. Now, you've yes. been in this industry for over, what, 40 yes. years plus? The noble profession following in the steps of Florence Nightingale, the lady that had a broom of efficiency. <laughs> and how, how do you, how have you felt over the years? 40 years is a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, it has. I, I, I've had my own ups and downs, challenging. But it's a pro. It's a. It's a profession that. It's a, as I've said, it's a noble profession. But I've never regretted. You know, I'm over sixty now, but I'm still in the profession. You know, once a nurse, always a nurse. Yeah, that has always been my. My, my my pride and my philosophy. Uh, I did indicate that amongst many professions that I would have chosen, I chose to be a nurse. And I'm saying this, you know, because in those years, you know, uh, we come from a history of of apartheid in our own country. It was not always easy. I mean, they, they were they were very. I mean, even if you you could afford, but you know. I, I, what I was trying to say is, even if there were many other things that I would have chosen from, but I chose to be a nurse because of things that I've seen. Yeah. Mm. So I chose, and I, and even if I were to choose, even today, because it has got many uh, skills, many areas that you could, you could be a nurse in the morning, you could be a nurse in the sea, you could, you could, you can choose to be a nurse. In, in, in a hospital, but I chose to be a nurse. And when I joined the nursing profession, I had passion for community. So my 30 years experience has always been in community, uh, both as a trainer, 
uh, as a as a as a palliative care nurse. Yeah, yeah. So I've spent all my years mm. in, com- in community helping people right where they were. So I've seen it all. Thank you. I can only imagine. And when you look at our young nurses mm-hmm. in these recent years, what's your view in the way they handle their work? Um, you know, when we say nursing is a vocation, I think we still need, there is a need to, to instill the interest, the passion. You know, nursing uh, I know that some people uh, choose nursing because of the monetary incentives, but when you uh, when you really join nursing, you always need to understand that this is a vocation. You serve the people. We are in the business of saving lives, and that is something that I always instill, and I so wish. That that is the motto and the philosophy that gets instilled into in, into our nursing. You may enter nursing for any other reason, like maybe because of unemployment. You know, people would find themselves at a situation where nursing is becomes available. But still, not irrespective of how you got yourself into nursing, but you can still try and get to the level where you understand that this is a vocation. So that is what I would really try and instill to our younger nursing. I would still tell them that it's a golden profession. It's a, it's, it's a profession where you, you put the interest of your patient first. The comfort of your patient comes first, irrespective of where you are. So it's, 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 a, it's a profession of caring, mm-hmm. okay? That is what needs to be really taught to our nursing. Yeah, it's a profession where you 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 honor you 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 the noble traditions of your profession. That is very important. Mm. And that is something that I would really love to see, you know, in my in my advanced age. Yeah. So I was, you know, just going through your, your, your profile in 1987. I mean, we were all very shocked when HIV became the big thing. And it was a big, big thing where everybody was so afraid. And you were one of the first, I mean, as a nurse, I'm sure as a frontliner experiencing, seeing it, you know, really with, you know, for the, you know, upfront. And then from there to shift from 1987, here we are again, COVID-19, you are in the forefront. Yes, yes, yes. You know, but, uh, you know briefly, I, I trained at McCord's Hospital, uh, and then I did my midwifery at St. Mary's. And during, when I was trained as a midwife, I was looking forward, uh, because I had some mentors, you know, nurses that I've looked up to. And I was imagining myself, so working in a clinic, so I, I started in a very rural, in a rural clinic in one of the satellite clinics in Umzombe. And I recall very well one day I entered in a, I entered a shop and old men said to me, are you a nurse? And I said, yes. Have you heard about this disease that's worse than cancer? And I said, what? You cannot believe that six months to a year later, not even people with 
infected with HIV, but we started seeing AIDS faces in our in in our country. I still remember those years very well. You know, when I was trained, when I was working as a young nurse, because I've always been in primary health care, there was this motto of help for all by the year 2000. And I could imagine where a situation where kids would no longer die from measles, kwashiorkor, all those childhood infections. And I was so I was so vibrant in making sure that every mother who comes to me gets the best care. I would follow on the kids. And then, having done that, we could see that even people that had chronic infections were taking their treatment very well. Then AIDS became a a crisis in our country. So we all, I mean, myself and many of my other colleagues who I really admire most, were then taken, you know, shift now to this HIV and AIDS crisis. Yes, I remember those years, very bad years, and you had to uh, try and speak about this disease whilst we were trying to do awareness programs because it's a disease where, where people were saying it's still in, in the Eastern Africa. I mean, I mean, then we saw it. I mean, yeah, in Central Africa. Then it came to our country. We saw it in our towns. You walked in town and you could see someone with Kaposi sarcoma, with with this and that. People were dying. Yeah, mm. that, that is what happened. And, and be- it was a very bad situation. We had no drugs. We were only saying to people, uh, stay positively. And when you know you could not offer anything except love and And wait yes yes and wait yeah yeah yeah. so being also in the the children seeing children children during those years were not celebrating their third year of third birthday so it was very very painful must have been so also being we rode on we rode on we never gave up Mm. being also in the forefront of COVID 19 because when it started it just it, it, it really, really instilled a lot of fear in most of us. And then we were locked down. And here you are again, once again, uh, you are in the forefront. What was that like for you? You know, the love, the passion for people. Um, in, uh, later in my nursing career, I joined Broadbridge Healthcare. I mustn't forget about that, uh, having served on many institutions. And then Broadbridge played a very instrumental role in mentoring and in providing support and mostly in a supporting department in 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 training and mentoring nurses that was the time when ARVs came into the picture i remember very well the co-founder of Protris, who who Ernest Dr. Ernest came into into our district wow okay then in 20 in 2020 when COVID also came, it became a crisis. Myself and other colleagues who were above 60 were actually given something called the mandatory service agreement because we had to be, to, to spend, I mean, we had to stay at home. But then the department was then given a mandate to um, start a program of integrating COVID-19 because it's a pandemic. Now, being a pandemic, it's not gonna it's not gonna go away. So, after retiring for two years, 
when I wasn't sitting at home completely. I was I've then been recalled to come and coordinate this program, support the age facilities to ensure that they actually get skills in integrating. You know, when you talk to a to, to a patient about anything, be it family, you can, there's no way you cannot stop talking about COVID. Like any other disease, if you see a young person, you have to ask questions about family planning, uh, abstinence, HIV testing, and COVID. So that becomes an, 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 a permanent agenda. That has become a permanent agenda now in my dialogues with community members, be it in church, and I'm trying to work with the department now to say, it's not a conversation if COVID-19 is not included because it's a pandemic like HIV and AIDS mm. here. Uh, yeah, so that's exactly what I'm doing now. I'm also motivating our community members through the primary health care clinics to make sure that they vaccinate, they get their boosters. There is a new schedule uh, because now you will recall that, for example, adults who get Pfizer, a vaccine are now expected to be getting their third, fourth, and fifth boost boosters. If you are over 50, if you are 18 to 49, you need to have to have had your your, your jab, and you need to have a total of four vaccines. So that is the program that I'm now trying to assist the the department and and many other people that have a concern about this pandemic. We're working as teams. Multisectoral collaboration has always been a key for me because I don't believe there's anything better that you can do with the support of, of, of other people. Yeah, you can't be alone. Like HIV AIDS also, we could not conquer it. I mean, as as individuals, you needed other people. So it's the same strategy for, for COVID-19 because we've also seen how people actually died from from the from the 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 the, 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 the opportunistic infections that they had mm. from COVID-19. I'm so happy that they called you back and you're doing great work and stay there. <laughs> and I would just recommend, you know, they sh- you know, our government just ne- ought to acknowledge that, you know, when wisdom is just there, well-trained nurses are there like yourself. I think you ought to be kept, even if you are still able at 90, I say keep going. I say keep going. Always a yeah. And, the, and the passion uh, and the passion grows uh, with age. <laughs> I can imagine. And um, for more information, if anyone would like to be in touch with uh, Broadreach, yes, uh, Broadreach in KZN. Broadreach is available. I mean, is available in Ugu. We have an office in Port Shepston, and there is also a, 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 I mean, also provides support. In case in KCD that is Guazulu Natal, I mean in in King Fejuayo district, but Broadreach is national. I mean we also provide also available in other provinces like Mpumalanga, uh, that is Kapsibande district, Gangala, yeah, and many many other. Yeah, it's it, it, we national, we international beyond South Africa. There is also Broadreach. It's it's it's. It's a prov- it's an organization that really makes sure that we raise our customer. I mean, we turn our customers 
into raising funds. But it's not only providing services for health organizations. Yeah, we also provide also provide support for all other organizations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, that's the way I am. We salute you. If no one ever says we salute you, we salute you. And thank you so much for making time for us on Jet Set Breakfast and all the very best and keep doing some great work. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, and goodbye. Thank Bye you. for now. Ma Mabuyim and uh, COVID-19 coordinator in the Broadridge Ugu office in KwaZulu-Natal are doing some really, really fantastic work.